We didn't predict this at the start of the week. John Hines returns to Smashville tonight as the Minnesota Wild head coach. Preview of the game today on Locked On Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Predators podcast your first listen of the day. Every single day, we are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, want to start out with a special shout out to our loyal Locked On Predheads out there, the everydayers who tune into every single show. We love you guys, and we appreciate the support you give us week in, week out. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer at Penley Box Radio, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at the Hockey News. Today's episode is also brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Nashville Predators are at Bridgestone Arena tonight, taking on the Minnesota Wild. It is a big Central Division rivalry. Uh, Predators looking to extend their win streak to seven games. So a lot of big storylines in this one, and all trumped <laughs> by the guy who is now behind the Minnesota Wild bench, John Hines, the brand new head coach of the Wild, back in Smashville for the first time since getting let go this past summer. Uh, this, this is going to be a doozy tonight. And like, they couldn't have waited till Friday to hire him. They couldn't have just waited till Friday <laughs> because this there, like you said, there's so many storylines here just to begin with, you know, if you got Nashville on this six game win streak after a four game losing streak, you have a central division rival coming in, you know, Minnesota and Nashville are very much like dating in a small Christian school. Everybody knows everybody, you know, players have been on both teams. So there's just tons of, you know, storylines already built into this. And then Minnesota announces that they've named their next head coach and friends. It's John Hines. And I think this feels even more different than had they said, it's Peter LaViolette. It's Barry Trotz, who has stepped down from being the general manager in Nashville and become the head coach of Minnesota. Like, you could not write this. You couldn't have written this up in a way that is more interesting and also, friends, let's be honest, a little more terrifying for the Nashville Predators. Yeah. (laughs) I think you and I said this like before we started recording where it's like if tonight is the night where the Nashville Predators like big winning streak ends, we might just take this morning off tomorrow. (laughs) Like anybody who owns any sort of a tool store or farming store, just move the pitchforks closer to the front of the store. You will sell out. Yeah, this is this is a game that's got a lot of big feels. Like, I don't think there's been quite enough time. I don't know, to be honest, how much time it would take for elements of this fan base to feel like uh, they would maybe welcome John Hines back a little better than I think he'll get welcomed back tonight. So big feels, big feels for tonight's game off the ice, let alone what's going to happen on the ice. It's like I... 
I feel like Homer Simpson who just wants to shrink back into the shrubbery in that meme. Like, I'm like, I don't know if I want to be here to watch this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, let's, there's a lot of things to get to today. We're going to talk about the, I, I guess, the ups and downs of John Hines's tenure in Nashville. Cause as we've mentioned before, and there are, there are some good things that, that sure. came out of it, and he did do some things well. Uh, we'll also talk about uh, Key's two victory against the Wild tonight, but let's just start out with the John Hines uh, a part of it first. Back in Bridgestone tonight, what reception does he get? It I, can't be good, right? I really, I hope that it is, you know, this is one of those cases where if you break up with somebody and you end up dating a supermodel, when you run into the average person, you, you'd be nice to them. You know what I'm saying? Like have some grace. Don't think that's going to happen though. Don't think there's been enough time. I think just his tenure was divisive enough among the fan base. I think frustration with the team was kind of at, at a, at a high for the last little while. I think frustration kind of culminated under John Hines. So I don't I don't expect them to cheer when they announce the lineup. I do believe there will be with gusto said he sucks too. So I don't in I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I don't think that I am. I don't know that it's going to be a warm welcome. But what do you expect? When it, you know it, it's I tough know. because Peter Laviolette there's a lot of people that wanted him gone too. a lot of people, you know, for over a year, we're kind of saying, okay, it's time for Livy to go time for Livy to go. Uh, but got a pretty warm reaction when he came back to Bridgestone arena. So, you know, there's certainly a chance of some appreciation there, but Peter Laviolette also led the Nashville predators to a, uh, Stanley cup final appearance. Right. Uh, and John Hines didn't. And I think it's different because there really wasn't that much excitement when John Hines came in to begin with, whether that was right or wrong. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's. Don't you think the uh, way he was brought in sort of set, uh, set it up for a, a little bit of frustration from the get go for the fan base? Like, I think if John Hines had been brought in as an interim even yeah. just as an interim, and even if the Predators would have kept him on after that, I think it maybe would have felt different to the fan base. Maybe I'm wrong, yeah. but I think people didn't like it from the get-go. Yeah, I mean, it's because I think a lot of people, Lavia let, let go, and everybody was like, oh, let's let's get an outside-the-box hire, and you know, we're going to, you know, hey, maybe Carl Taylor is the guy. Mm -hmm. Maybe we're going to see him come up and be the interim. Yeah. Maybe we're going to see them, you know, go kind of outside the league and hire, you know, this, you know, a hot shot from the European leagues or something like an up and coming person. Uh, and then just within, I think it was really eight hours when the right. news broke that it was like, oh, by the way, here's the guy from New Jersey who just got fired last year. Yes. Uh, after one playoff appearance in five years. Um, I think a lot of people were like, well, wait a minute. This is this is anticlimactic. Uh, yeah. this, this doesn't seem fun. Uh, and I think Heinz was under a microscope from that point forward. Mm -hmm. um, and I also think that, you know, this is, this is something we're going to talk about in one second when we get to our pros and cons, but I also think the roster was for most of his tenure, mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. kind of underachieving. Right. And I think he sort of took the brunt of that. Um, we will debate about how much brunt he should take of that. Yeah. But I, I think there's just a lot of people associate the Heinz era with big expectations followed by poor results and questionable sort of decisions in terms of handling players in, in, in the middle of that. And I think leading up to that, uh, John Hines probably is not looked too fondly uh, amidst the fan base. So I, it, I just, I have a bad feeling uh, that the, the reaction is not going to yeah. be great. Yeah. It's going to be awkward. <laughs> It's, I think it is. I do think that it is. I hope that it's not. I hope that fans can just, you know, hey, you were here. Thank you. Um, and and move on and play the game. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as we mentioned, there are some pros and cons of the tenure of John Hines mm-hmm. in Nashville. Some good, some bad. We're going to talk about the highs and lows of that in just one second. Also going to talk about the key to a win against the Minnesota Wild tonight. Uh, They just broke a seven-game losing streak, so it is going to be uh, interesting to see how Nashville responds. All that coming up here shortly, but first want to mention today's episode brought to you by Game Time. Uh, buying tickets to sporting events, if you're listening to this and I've gone to Nashville Predators games, you know it can kind of be a crapshoot, folks. Uh, number one, you're not really sure where your seats are, numbered unless you've been to that building for two. Number two, uh, those ticketing apps are just absolute chaos with all the added fees. You can buy two tickets for $25 and wind up paying a $300 bill. This is where game time comes in. Game Time is the ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. And the all-in prices show your total up front, so you know you're getting a great deal without all of the hidden fees. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, even an hour sometimes after it starts, so it's the place to find last-minute deals. They also have exclusive flash deals and sponsor deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and much, much more. And the Game Time Guarantee means you'll always have the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less. Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, Ann, we are talking about the John Hines tenure in Nashville. Some high, some mm-hmm. low, uh, mostly low. Um, you know, let's. I, I guess let's start with this. What do you remember as a positive thing? Mm-hmm. from John Hines's tenure. You have to look at some of the things that happened under head coach John Hines. And here is kind of my belief as we look at pros and cons. I don't think you can blame a coach for everything that went wrong with the team 
and also not give credit to a coach for some of the things that went right for a team. I think figuring out the nuance of how much is credited to coaching and how much should be taken away from coaching. I think that's very nuanced. But I will say one of the positives that you have to look at is that under John Hines, you had some players have career best seasons. You know, you had Matt Duchesne and Philip Forsberg set a single season. You know, they battled for the single season goal scoring record under John Hines. Matt Duchesne ultimately, you know, beat that. Philip Forsberg may may try to beat that this year with head coach Andrew Brunette, the way he's playing right now. But you have players like Matt Duchesne and Philip Forsberg really have career seasons. You had UC Saros, who was a Vesna finalist in 21-22. You had Roman Yossi set the franchise record for assists in, in 21-22, you know, score 97 points. So you did have players perform their best under head coach John Hines. Now, how do you credit, you know, how you decide how much of that credit goes to coaching and how much goes to, you know, players and in that, you know, that's a very nuanced, I think that's a nuanced conversation. But I do think you have to give John Hines credit for the fact that under his coaching, you had some star players have their best years. Yeah. And I do think he deserves credit, especially because you heard Matt Duchesne sort of in the midst of that career season, you know, talking. It's like, look, you know, me and John Hines sat down together in this offseason and kind of talked about my game and we've been working on it together. And he kind of, you know, changed my perspective, um, you know, and he he talked about that, giving him a lot of confidence and, and sort of a new sort of look at his game. And that's what spurred that season. And Taylor Hall said the same thing the year that he won um, the MVP was that, you know, that, that just sort of like 90 point season that came out of nowhere. And the New Jersey Devils got into the, you know, the playoffs, uh, despite being kind of a hodgepodge of a team. And Taylor Hall said, look, John Hines did a lot of this, you know, yeah. like this was kind of a big reason why it was just because, you know, his, his coaching and everything like that. So, you know, yeah. give credit to there. I'll also give credit and for giving the Nashville Predators an identity at a time where they didn't really have one. Because let's go back to the end of the Laviolette era. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's all these, you know, after the Stanley Cup finals, you know, they, they decided to go skill, which is fine because that's the game that, you know, that the NHL is headed in. Right. Uh, but then you kind of just had, you know, a, a, an extensive depth chart of players that weren't really sure where they fit. True. You know? and I mean, we had Kyle Turris on the as a fourth line center for, you know, a, a wild part of, you know, the, that last Laviolette season. Um, you know, you had, uh, you know, big trades like, you know, Wayne Simmons coming over and Brian Boyle and neither one of them were really sure like, okay, what's the role here? Um, you know, it just kind of seemed like, okay, we're on, we're just going to put like our best depth players on a depth chart and see how everything shakes out. Right. John Hines, I think kind of took that and said, okay, no, 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 no. Here is the philosophy of which we're going to play. Here's how, if you're on the first line, this is how you're going to play. If you're on the mm-hmm. second line, this is how you're going to play. 
third and fourth lines, you know, first, second D pairs, blah, 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 blah. And I think that kind of got the Nashville Predators going a, a little bit. Yeah. You know, like, and a, a lot of people are going to argue that maybe his style of play wasn't something that, you know, the Nashville Predators should invest it in. This sort of like grind it out, you know, f- physical, hard nosed team. Um, but it's better than not really having a clear direction. And the I Nashville Predators didn't have a clear direction. And again, you know, we, we talk about John Hines in, you know, last year and the year before kind of, you know, sort of, I guess, underachieving with a pretty good Nashville Predators roster. I also think you have to get credit for that, you know, COVID late start season in 2021, leading a also sort of rebuilding in transition Nashville Predators roster to the postseason. Right. So I, I so I do think that there has to be some credit there. Yeah, I d- I would agree with that too. I I think there was a little bit of chaos at the end of the Peter Laviolette era, and and whether you feel like it worked really well or it didn't, John Hines did give players a better sense of clearly what he wanted from them, and I, and I do think that that had. I do think that had to help. I also think you do have to give John Hines a little bit of credit for what happened at the end of last season when you had all of these injuries. Of course, then you had the trade deadline where everybody and in, in their brother was shipped out and you were left with kind of this um, bare bones veteran team throwing in players like Evangelista and Tomasino and you know Spencer Stasny for eight games and Tommy Novak came up and he really took a situation where you're coaching a very different team all of a sudden. You're not coaching veterans necessarily like you were anymore. The veterans like Duchesne and Johansson, they're out. Forsberg was out. Uh, Roman Yossi was out. You're, you're coaching a very different looking roster like that. you know. And he helped that team be really competitive and really fun to watch. So I do think he deserves some credit too for what the Nashville Predators were able to do at the end of last season. That was probably some of the most fun hockey for the fan base. I think that they had seen in years, you know, so I I do think you've got to give him credit for being, being able to, to pivot real hard in the middle of the season and create something out of that. Yeah. Yeah. I I think you're probably right. Yeah. And that Um, negatives. Yeah. Well, let's talk about, the roster decisions. Yes. So the Nashville Predators have an opportunity to get some younger players on the roster, uh, have them in, I, I guess, some critical moments. This is where it seems like the downfall of John Hines came from, where it was almost like the actor that's typecasted, where mm. it's like we are looking for very one specific role here, and if you don't fit – you might be better than three other players, but if you don't fit that one role we're looking for, we don't really have a place for you. Yeah. Um, you know, we we know there's an ET word I won't mention to you, Anne, but you can say that, it. We can have that, conversation. You know, Ellie Tolvin was kind of the poster child for this. Yeah. And, you know, especially hearing, you know, David Poyle's comments, not only about, you know, kind of what happened with him, but, you know, kind of why he started thriving in Seattle. And it's like, you know, you kind of wonder, it's like, okay, why clearly what the Predators weren't doing was working. So why doesn't John Hines try something different? Right. Why doesn't he sort of throw out the line strategy and do, you know, something more creative to get, 
people like Ellie Tolvanen time and opportunities that he deserves some time, like power play. Like you talk about, Mm -hmm. oh, well, you know, they were, you know, he he is only, he needed some second, you know, power play time and he wasn't getting a lot of it. Then why don't you just give him more? (laughs) Or, or, you know, he needs to be in scoring situations and, you know, the lineup doesn't really call for it. Why don't you change the lineup to, to do that? Right. Right. You know, that's, it, it was, I guess the word to use was hard-headed, mm-hmm. maybe, uh, maybe a little bit rigid, inflexible. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, but but I, I would say that is maybe the biggest I think downfall of John Hines that encompasses all other issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, is just sort of the rigidness. Yeah, and I, and I feel like the situation with Ellie Tolvanen is really where that sort of became for people a this is not going to work. You know, Ellie Tolvan, and I think in a lot of ways, that whole situation was sort of a nail in the coffin, right or wrong, because let's be real, the only person who gets to share the narrative from that dynamic is Ellie Tolvan. John Hines is not going to speak out about what that situation was like. So, yeah, I think, you know, a little bit of flexibility might have bought him a, a, a lot more goodwill. I don't disagree with that. Yeah, um, a, a little bit more on this conversation coming up. And plus, how do the Predators beat the Minnesota Wild? Uh, because it's a team bad in the standings, but who has a win under their belt. They're going to come in motivated looking for a win tonight. So we'll get into that in just one second. First, want to let you know this episode's brought to you by our great friends at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. That's what brings home the winning trophy in sports. And it's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle to level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over one 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. All right, and uh, right before we we took a quick break, we were talking about, you know, the, the John Hines kind of lineup uh, decision tenures and... Yeah, like it's, yeah, I mean, that seemed to be the all-encompassing thing that I think most people were concerned about. And even though it's just one thing, it it seems like it spearheaded a lot of other issues in Nashville, like young prospects not getting, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of time. Um, You know, certain players coming in and and sort of being put in roles that they're not familiar with or, or you know, opportunities to grow. Um, The handling of, you know, players like Cody Glass and Phil Tomasino, where it's like, okay, well, um, you know, it's it's almost like the the stepmom or the kidnapper from Tangled who didn't want (laughs) Rapunzel to go see the light of day and just told her about all the scary things. It's like, no, no, no. See, you turned the puck over, and oh, look out there. It's scary Connor McDavid. 
you're going to be safe here on the bench or in the press box while this is going on. Yeah. That, that seemed to just, I think, frustrate a lot of people, whether you agree it's the right call or not. Um, it just seemed like it sort of led to a myriad of problems. I think a lot of the perception was framed by expectations under John Hines, because the expectations under John Hines are very different or were very different than what they are under Andrew Brunette. You can healthy scratch Phil Tomasino, and not that people like it under Andrew Brunette, but you can healthy scratch Phil Tomasino because you know that this team is in a reset. You know that they're committed. They're committed to developing young talent. It may take longer than people like. Under John Hines, the expectation was this is a this is a team that should contend for a cup. And the exact same deci- decisions look different based on the expectations under which the coach made those decisions. You know, it was poor roster management under John Hines. It's player development under Andrew Brunette, right or wrong. The expectations really framed how people viewed a lot of the decisions. You know, you talked about the lineup changes. Those were very frustrating to fans under John Hines. Under Andrew Brunette, it's we're trying to develop these players a little bit slower. We're trying to find the right chemistry. We're trying to find the right combinations long term. So I do think that expectations and the the season in which in the franchise John Hines came in really also shaped perception about his performance here. Yeah, I think it's it's maybe a little bit unfair to put a lot of the blame on him when it was also, you know, David Poyle telling me, it's like, hey, this is the window. This is the roster you have. Right. So he's going to be less patient yeah. uh, with certain players in, in their development. But yeah, it wound up being the wrong call. So let's talk about the game tonight and uh, Nashville yeah. Predators taking on the Minnesota Wild. Uh, John Hines, this is his second game behind the bench. He won his first. Uh, of course, a lot of turmoil happening with the Minnesota Wild. Uh, speaking of a team that hasn't met expectations this season. Um, how do you see this one going? And what is a key for you, for the Predators, to bump that win streak up to seven games? You know, I think the Predators really have to... Focus on themselves and not let any of this around the situation with Minnesota have any impact inside of the locker room, no matter how individual players may feel or any of that. I really think the Nashville Predators have to be very internally focused because they're on the right track. And you don't want to get sidetracked by some sort of storyline that doesn't have anything to do with performance on the ice. So for me, I really think the players have to dial in and focus on their game because they are doing a lot of the right things. And if they can kind of stay out of the mud of this extra storyline with John Hines, I think that they'll have some success. You're looking at a Minnesota team, which is really surprising to me because their roster is not terrible. Yeah, but they're six, ten, and four. They just have not been able to get it going, and some of their best players are underperforming. If Nashville's, you know, players like Philip Forsberg, you know, if you can get some more depth scoring from players like Yakov Trenin and the McCarran Tomasino Smith line, I think the Predators can manage this game. They just have to stay out of the mud. Yeah. This was, to me, you look at the the top of that Minnesota Wild lineup struggling, albeit, you know, Matt Zuccarello, who's having a very good year. Right. It kind of lines up to saying it's like, okay, this is a game in which that top line for Nashville 
can yes. take over. You know, Philip Forsberg, Ryan O'Reilly, Gustav Nyquist, those guys, I think, have an opportunity to really get going. And the key for me, Ann, is just get shots on net. Come because on. Because you look at the Minnesota yeah. Wild goaltending this season, and this is a big storyline for them because both Marc-Andre Fleury and Philip Gustafson played very well last year were a big reason why the, the Wild has so much success. Both of them struggling you know, this, this year so far. So, you know, there's some shakiness and goal for the Minnesota wild. So if you're the Nashville predators, you're at home, you're at Bridgestone arena, the fans really want this win for really you know, want this. maybe some things other than just the standings reasons. Yeah. You know, if you're the Nashville predators, this is your opportunity to, I think pepper, you know, whoever's in goal for the wild with a lot of shots Make them make saves. Yes. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. I think the more you can put the pucks on the net, you're gonna you're gonna get some of those greasy goals, you know, which are fine. You know what? Count just the same as the pretty ones. So I agree with you. I think pucks on net. I do think goaltending is something to pressure when it comes to the Minnesota Wild. Also, contain players like Kaprizov. You know, he is not having his best season. He's only got six goals, twenty games in this time last season. He had twice that number of goals. But don't give him an opportunity to kind of open up that game the the Minnesota Wild have a springboard now with a new coach Tan, you know control that control that energy with your play you know good passes quick transitions you know just the predators know what they need to do they just need to not get caught in in any of the mud that surrounds this game so hopefully the predators can get a win this will be a seven game win streak be huge for the nashville predators um and, and this is a winnable game so please 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 for the love of god and the podcast tomorrow <laughs> we need you to win yes uh i i will be taking the day off of <laughs> yeah not really. Yeah. We'll still be here. We'll still be up. here, but it yeah. will be painful, y'all. Yeah, we'll stay tuned tomorrow for a one word to describe the game, plus mm -hmm. all of the goodies that came out of that win or loss. And where can people find your work? You can find my work online at insidethepreds.com. You can find me on social media at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me at penaltyboxradio.com. Uh, follow me on Twitter, X, whatever, at underscore ns morgan that's going to do it for us on today's locked on predators podcast thanks for making us your first listen today we'll be back tomorrow we'll see you then